Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Western Reserve. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how are you doing today? You know, not too bad. Hating the rain that we've had here today and just a regular old gloom weather that we've had in Cincinnati today, but other than that, not bad. Yeah, no fun dealing with this rain at all. Man, Cincinnati is actually, it's crazy. It's one of the rainiest cities in the country yeah. if you're going by the number of days it actually rains. It's in the top, oh, yeah. it's in the top 10. Well, so you know, I was actually looking at that the other day or like a month ago or something like that. And I guess it's because like when topologically or geographically or whatever, we would be considered like some form of temperate rainforest or like temperate forest where it would rain have a tendency to rain a lot as it is. Crazy. Had no idea. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump right in. I'm not going to waste anyone's time yeah. today. This is the one we're very excited about. Uh, Ohio, we're, of course, uh, in Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Uh, Andy lives here um, now as well and has for many years. We're excited about some of the, the, the up-and-coming uh, bottles and, and whiskeys and brands in this area, and this is one of the ones I'm definitely most excited about. Um, so without further ado, Andy, why don't you tell the folks everything they need to know about Western Reserve Bourbon? Of course. So this is this is a brand that was founded about seven years ago in 2014 uh, on the complete, basically opposite point of Ohio. From uh, us. <laughs> if you pull up a map, you could not go, you could pretty much not get any further away. Uh, they're founded in Lakewood, Ohio, which is about a 15-minute drive west of at least downtown Cleveland, um, although it's still up there on Lake Erie. And they originally were founded as a uh, family-owned and operated organic craft distillery. Yep. Uh, and I think they actually were the ones, um, they are the first and only uh, organic craft distillery to be certified USDA organic um, whatever that means wow. for the whiskey and um, alcohol game, but they were the first and only one as far as I've seen uh, and I'm aware of with that certification. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely awesome for them. And it's something that, uh, you know, that reflects in all their grains. Um, they get most of their grains, of course, from the United States, um, from Twin Parks Organic Farms, which is about 75 miles from the distillery. And then for their rums and their um, tequilas or agave based, at least their other agave based spirits, they have to get the uh, molasses for the rums from down in Louisiana and the Louisiana Delta there. And then 100% organic Blue Weber agave <laughs> from Jalisco, Mexico. Um, hmm. Which, I mean, unfortunately, as far as I know, you really can't get any agave in the u.s i don't know any right. farms for that yeah I don't besides think... the mexicans as far as i know make the best uh tequila and agave so idea to at least go to them right they might as might as well yeah um <clears throat> and you know it's something that once they have those grains uh they uh end up taking them in and processing them into their mash tanks and of course all the distillation process there the mashing um and actually getting the wort and sugars and everything ready to go 
Um, and they then, once that mash is all ready to go, and the distillate is ready to go after that, um, they then send the, the good parts of it over to their um, 3,000 liter uh, hybrid pot still, which is, um, it was handcrafted for them by a company. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this because I know I'm going to butcher it. Got to try. <laughs> Give it a try. Um, Coast Distill Distillation St- Technic. Oh, you, you blew uh, out of Germany. Yeah, out of <laughs> Germany. Um, I think you did a good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was handcrafted for them in Germany by that company. And basically what a hybrid pot still is, for anybody that doesn't know, or at least what their hybrid pot still is, um, basically it's an elongated whiskey helmet and then uh, passed through two, two distillation columns. Um, and then it's, you know, the final condenser to turn it back into kind of low wines or high wines, uh, that end up becoming new make whiskey spirit. Um, and they twice distill it every time to then turn it into a, um, clean and clear cut, uh, whiskey and alcohol. Um, where basically the first run, you know, they do is to just strip out the bad stuff. And then the second run is to make it better. Um, and then of course, at the end of the day, uh, for them, whether it's their whiskey, their dark runs or other age project, uh, products, then hit the barrel to age, however long it needs to age to make it good in their eyes. Um, or, you know, if it's any of their white rums or tequilas or anything that don't need aging, you know, they just bottle it and ship it out because it needs to hit the shelves, um, since it doesn't need that aging requirement. And of course, you know, them, much like all, a lot of other brands, um, in some sense, at least a lot of other brands, um, you know, they're also committed to reusing as much of their products and byproducts in their, um, that they use in their distillation process. Um, they want to continue to try and use as much of that throughout the whole process and to get as much use of it as they can or anybody else can. Um, so as an, as a few examples, um, all the hot water coming off their distillation stacks is actually used to heat the mash tanks. Um, help with that then um you know all the grains um you know they come in about one ton reusable sacks two thousand pound reusable sacks um so you can always just reuse that for as much grain as they can get out of it and then of course any of the spent mash waste um ends up going back to the farm to the same that same twin peaks farm um where it's used as feed for all their livestock um, hmm. or used in their composting there. And that's something, you know, that a lot of brands, at least a lot of whiskey brands will do. You know, you'll hear Buffalo Trace, anybody else say, you know, they send it back to the farmers because it actually, according to distilleries at least, and I'm sure it's true, it makes really, really great feed for them. And at least for the cows, it makes them drunk. <laughs> nice. Um so it's always kind of a funny byproduct and a good byproduct of it all. Yeah. If the cows are going to have to get eaten. They might as well get, be able to get drunk yeah. beforehand. Yeah. We almost forgot this, or we yeah. did forget this part. Cheers, sir. Cheers. 
And then one last thing they do is they um, they also have an on-site restaurant. <clears throat> I forget the name of it, but they have an on-site restaurant where um, from Twin Peaks Farm, they also try and obtain as much of all their produce and vegetables and other ingredients and, of course, as much of their protein from the farm. So it kind of completes the entire process. You know, they get the grains for the for their um, whiskeys and everything. Then those go back to the farm for the composting to help the farm. Then the final products on the farm come back to them for their restaurant. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. So they have a they make a ton of different products, which I didn't actually realize until we, until we started doing a deeper dive. I knew they had like a <clears throat> four year or six year and like a fourteen year, but I didn't know that they had a whole just slate of different types of not just whiskeys, but also tequilas, vodkas, etc. Oh yeah. 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 So, I mean, as you mentioned there, they have a whole slate of different ones. Um, I'm just going to go ham before we do a deep dive into some of them. You know, they have a vodka, they have a rum, uh, a few different rums, I think one or two different. They have a gin, uh, and of course, all of them are organic. Mm-hmm. And then they have two different, a Blanco and Reposado tequila. Gotcha. Um, but I think for the purposes of what we're talking about right now, and probably as far as I know, what they're most famous for is their whiskeys. So as you mentioned, they have a, a absolutely four-year and a six-year straight rye. They have a 14-year uh, family reserve bourbon. Which is the one we're going to be uh, tasting today, yeah, actually. 14 year, yep. I thought about getting a four year rye, but I was like, oh, mm. we've, got, we've got a great product here. It's like, let's just go. Let's just yeah. go with it. Just go with it. I'd love to get my hands on their wheat whiskey, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and they also have 10 and 12 year uh, bourbons. And then an eight year. Um, and those kind of eight through 14 year ones, they have different ways that they do it. Uh, and then also just a wheat whiskey, as you mentioned, and a small batch whiskey. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't know what their mash bill is. I couldn't find it anywhere um, what it is. They probably so, don't want anyone to know. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. We'll have to maybe circle back around and try a couple of the others. Um, at some point. how we feel about this one. But yeah, I'm we could re- do that. Really excited for this. Um, <laughs> well, So go ahead and pour yourself at least a... Uh, hopefully, one of their many products. If you, hopefully, you'll have the family, uh, the family reserve bourbon, the fourteen year that we're going to be trying. Uh, but we'll be right back and uh, go through the tastings. All right, folks. Andy and I have poured ourselves a glass of the Western Reserve fourteen year old or- organic bourbon whiskey. I uh, really, I can't get over that organic thing. I really do think that's yeah. that's super fun. The bottle is extremely cool, um, short, fat. Uh, it kind of looks like those like stereotypical like rum bottles yeah. that you see in movies. Mm-hmm. Some of them like where they they kind of look like a cannonball with a like the like stem a neck, of it's a fuse, like a short neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've seen some tequila bottles with similar uh, aesthetics as well. Um, and they have a B on it on both the top of the wooden, um, you know, the engra- the top of the the cap here. The cork, oh, cork yeah. is engraved with the B, and it's got the Western like the Reserve distillers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've got it. Uh, they blew it into the the glass as well, as long with the Western Reserve uh, letters. Um, just really cool design. Uh, this one is a cream label with like gold writing. A lot of cursive. Fourteen years in cursive. Uh, got the year established. You know, Western Reserve Distillers, Lakewood, Ohio. Um, I- I'm honestly in love with the the, the bottle yeah. design. I really it looks li- cool. I really like it. Um, okay, go, guys, let's go ahead and give this one. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and give this one a taste. We're gonna, of course, as always, start with the nose. 
So I very much get like an orange note on it, but like more of like the orange, the uh, orange peel. Yeah. Than anything. Very, um, very light on the nose. Yeah. Uh, it's almost as like if you took, for me, it's almost as if you took to try to be as descriptive and colorful as possible. If you took, like you said, an orange peel and you had some like the, the inside of like a fig Newton smeared across it. You just give a I big whiff to the yeah. end of that. Yeah, some of that very kind of, light though. Oh yeah, very very light. Very inviting, uh, especially for fourteen a uh, year. I mean, I don't know the proofage. Do we do we go over the proofage? I don't think we went over the proofage. Yeah, I don't what's even know if it's listed it? on the bottle. It should be listed on there somewhere. I think by law, at least American law, they have to. So let's see, forty five percent by alcohol. So a ninety proofer. Yep, it's ninety proof. So that makes sense. I mean, that's a yeah. that's not a very that's not super high in proofage. Um, I'm I really like I really like the nose. Let's uh, yeah. give it let's give it a taste. See how the palate uh, holds up. I think it's a drier whiskey. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Not much. Not much approaches you there. It's not in terms too, of flavor. It's really not me. too complex. No. Um, what's like the most? The, what note stands out to you the most? If you had to pick one, because it is kind of like I said, it's not super complex. It's pretty. It's, it's relatively smooth. What uh, jump? What does jump out at you? I still get a bit of that orange, although yeah. it's a little bit lighter there. As I say, I'm getting some dried fruit, basically. Yeah, like dried orange, a little bit of dried orange peel, a little, uh, bit, a little bit of tobacco on the finish for me. Yeah, I get some, I get some kind of bready notes there, but like if you've ever had beer bread, like beer bread notes. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I've ever had beer bread for me, uh, and something that kind of has come through on much more on the nose than on the palate for me was something that. If you've ever smelled and like been on a distillery tour, um, smelled a little bit like actual wort or mash bill, um, okay. like cooking, smells a little bit like that and tastes a little bit there to me. Gotcha. Uh, and I think that's where that breadiness is coming from. Um, just kind of like a very like cooking the yeast and everything, like cooking the wheat and all the grains and everything yeah i think it's very tasty i mean it's very or i should say very smooth i don't think it's yeah. very complex with the flavors i think for a 14 year age i would expect a little more out of it um price wasn't too bad it wasn't cheap it was like yeah. i want to say it was like 60 bucks so it's, it's not cheap by any means any stretch of the imagination but i think out of um, ohio whiskeys this has got to be one of the the top this is top one of the dogs. better ones yeah where i we, i just was able to land my hands on one uh, earlier uh, yesterday actually and I, and I'm really excited about it and I'm gonna give you a taste after the episode here yeah um, and that's one that I think would, we'll have to would, do an episode sometime absolutely um, so I don't think it can quite stand up so I don't I wouldn't say Western Reserve is the king of Ohio whiskey in, in the present moment but um, I think they're still kind of a craft a distillery shot. but they're really coming out the gate strong and and they're gonna be in the, the battle for that top dog I think here over the next you know few years really oh yeah. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, listen to every episode of the podcast. Honestly, I think Andy and I need to have a discussion. We're going to talk about maybe setting up some kind of Patreon or some type of form, uh, forum where people can give us some advice and can make some donations, yeah. and we could even do some shout-outs to people. I think setting something like that up would be really cool. Uh, make sure you have a great week. Uh, we'll keep you updated on everything we got going on over here. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week. Yeah.